0: This is two takes on a pod. Hello, this is Osai. And this is Fuleri. And you're listening to Two Takes on a Pod.
1: Yes, you are. Uh, so we're aren't quite back with a new collection just yet. Uh, but God damn it. God damn it. Uh, but we have missed podcasting so much and we have missed you know talking into microphones and staring into each other's eyes missed y'all so we decided to uh, put together a little bonus episode for you um later in this episode I Flaren, um I talk with an old friend uh, and we talk about her life as an academic or her transition into academia we talk about climate change in Africa and how you really can't get people to talk about it. Um, you know, yeah, they feel be, like they got bigger problems. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be hit the hardest over the next 40, 50 years um, in in Africa. And, you know, it's just not one of those issues that is at the forefront of our leaders or our people's minds, which is fair enough, considering all the other things that we have to worry about. But, you know, yeah, so we, uh, we get into that a little bit. It's a great conversation and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. But first...
0: Yeah, so the first thing I want to do is just thank you guys so much for actually just taking the time and listening to the podcast. Shout uh, out to the fans. Yeah, man, and giving us some great, great feedback. I mean, something interesting I heard recently or someone talked to me about recently. I was like, hey, they actually adjusted or even rethought how they you know did something in this case it was particularly plastic so you're we like yeah they listened to that conversation and just those little things that uh nana and Tony were talking about were things that they decided that they could pick up and kind of
1: incorporate are you trying to say that two takes on a pod has a lasting impact on one of its listeners lives is that what you're telling me right now
0: bruh that's all i keep hearing man oh man that uh, makes me unwishing yeah sad. we're changing lives yeah <laughs> Well, that's what we're working towards. It's not yeah. quite there yet. Yeah. Uh, no, honestly, <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, our our first collection of like six episodes has been listened to over 650 times, and that's way, way past the goal that we had set for ourselves. So, you know, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for sharing it with a friend. Thank you for reaching out to us and saying, "Hey, I see what you're doing. Um, keep up, keep it up." Like that is fuel for the soul you have no idea so 100% um, really appreciate all the support we're really excited for the next collection that we're working on this episode that you're going to listen to uh, was recorded actually prior to some of the uh, episodes from collection one but the next batch next collection uh, is going to be next level we're super pumped we've got conversations on mental health we've got conversations on race money our, um, our
0: identity and immigration you know what I mean there's a
1: fun one on dating and um, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. I'm still working on the title of that episode, and I think it, <laughs> I have two different approaches. One of them, which is really funny. I'm going to share this one because I like it. I think it's funny, but it's uh, Dear God, Not Another Talking Phase, because um, that's generally how I feel about my life right now. Like, yeah.
0: I saw that, and I was like, <sighs> <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people can relate, right? Yeah, but,
1: that's what I mean. And like, I, I shared it with um, one of the potential guests for the show, and she was quite excited, so... Uh, we'll see where that one takes us And we'll probably yeah, we, like Snap into that too, Yeah right? she's like, like oh, I'm, I'm
0: tired of these niggas <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes
1: I didn't want to give too much away Cause like uh, yeah. But um, yeah That's an exciting episode And uh, I can't wait to share it With you guys
0: Yeah and like If you guys have any like You know Thoughts or uh, Topics that kind of You want to hear about Talk about See um, Reach out to us on. Nah the... keep that
1: shit to yourself Sorry
0: <laughs> <laughs> We need the engagement guys Okay um, But yeah Like uh if you if it's productive to us <laughs> please you know reach out and share it and um, don't hesitate we love to have the conversations online yeah, and do. offline right so oh, yeah. um call in
1: yeah and i know i know i look scary because i'm so big and so intimidating but i swear to god guys i'm a, a I'm sweetheart you know it's so, a just, uh, sweetheart reach out uh, reach out and talk to me i am a sweetheart man i don't, I don't appreciate the tone <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for tuning in and i hope you enjoy the
0: rest of the show thank you
1: Hold up. hold up, hold up.
0: Almost forgot um, there's one more thing or two that we wanted to talk to you guys about. Oh
1: yeah, um so this was important I think for for us to clarify because I've had a a few fans uh, or friends or my mom ask. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you about uh, the difference uh, between the projects that we've got going, and I realized that we hadn't, at least on air, talked about two takes in a pod within the context of Yawa Magazine and you know the goals that we have, and then sort of the bro- broader uh, landscape of what we're doing. So, I mean, maybe you can.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, just to kind of give you a high level, uh, Yawa Magazine is uh, essentially where um, we talk about. Everything relating to what we consider uh, our culture, so African culture, our experiences here and abroad, and everything in between, really. So we use that as a way to not just highlight what what maybe we feel passionate about or what our voices may be, but you know, voices in the community, people who are just like us, experiencing this, you know, experience this life just like us, whether it's here in Canada or anywhere around the world, or even Nigeria. It's, you know, highlighting those voices and talking about it. The podcast is really um, a it's it's a it's a product of that, but not really the same thing. The podcast is where um, we take the chance to basically talk about some of the issues that we feel are important. Um, We use it as an opportunity to highlight things that we feel like aren't really highlighted enough in uh, the public sphere. It's also a way to kind of have a more nuanced and detailed conversation about some of the topics that we do care about, whether we are writing it in the magazine or somebody else is, you know, talking about it uh, just in general. So what's affecting our culture? Why is it important? And, you know, how should we, you know, take it in, right?
1: Yeah, um, that's definitely a great way to break down the two of them. I guess to me, Yawa Magazine is definitely the more collaborative space, uh, you know, giving a platform for people's voices, uh, giving a platform for and shedding a light on creatives that, you know, we think are really, you know, doing their thing in the city globally. Uh, And the podcast is really just an avenue for us to express and, you know, be ourselves and share our thoughts and share our ideas on, you know, like I said, um, things that aren't talked about enough in the public space. Right. I actually think the best description I've heard of Two Takes in the Pod so Mm -hmm. far is, you know, it's just nice to hear a couple of guys sitting around talking about feelings. Okay, and I was mean. like, yeah, that's literally what we're doing.
0: Like, I wouldn't say it's just feelings, but, you know, I have no problem talking about my feelings at all. Sure. You know. <laughs> open, <laughs> up, open up more, bro. <laughs> I didn't like the tone. <laughs> yeah, it's <didn't> really <laughs> it just something about that.
1: Yeah. Um, so we hope that gives you, like, a good sense of, of uh, I guess, the difference between the two spaces, um, two takes in a pod it's very much a venture by yawa magazine but the magazine is a space that we're you know we're looking to curate i guess our take on the culture through right. different perspectives and people that we collaborate with and the the podcast is you know more of an audio experience project if you will at least that's how i'm looking at it right absolutely and i um, you know as
0: we are working on the podcast we also you know behind the scenes working on you know getting the magazine to a place where we feel like um it really really executes um you know our vision so you know over time i think we will get you know to exactly what we're looking for but uh right now that's really what what it is so if you're interested in contributing um you know talking to us just reach out and uh we're very happy to kind of help you know amplify your voice absolutely
1: okay well thanks so much guys uh and we hope you enjoy the show now yeah check it out yeah check
0: it out bye talk to you later Peace.
2: Well, hi guys. Uh my name is Shay Isha.
1: Okay. Um. And
2: everyone can call me Shay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can call you what? Shay. Shay. Okay. Yeah. yeah so Shay's longtime friend. Um I was gonna say part time lover, but that's not true. But well, I just like the rumors. <laughs> actually, true, <laughs> yeah, you know, we can let it fly. Um, okay, so I kind of wanted you to here today because there are a couple of questions I think are interesting for somebody like yourself. So actually, tell the people you are probably the most educated person <laughs> that I have in my life.
2: Really? Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, yeah. okay. Tell the people what the last what the last what two three years what did they look like from an academic standpoint for you?
2: Well, I mean, I have somehow gotten three degrees in i'll say like six and a half years yeah and i recently completed my last one in um economics and african studies and i added some stats to that which is quite cool
1: yeah soft.
2: and (laughs) And, um yeah so i'm going ahead i'm gonna you know chase this phd lifestyle add that doctor to my name
1: okay what's your doctor then
2: um well it's very interesting it's uh so it's basically environment economics, actually more environment policy, but I'm specifically studying Africa. So I'm looking at like um, the environment changes, climate change specifically, and how that's affecting the, the nation itself. Uh, because I find that although a lot of We get the backlash of a lot of environmental disasters in Africa, and a lot of times we're not the ones perpetrating it in ourselves. Like, we have a lot of the Western world causing all those issues, and then we're feeling it so much more than they're feeling it out here in that sense. But yes, I'm very interested in studying that, but specifically how it's affecting gender differently. Okay. So I'm looking at how women and men are feeling it differently in Africa. I'm hoping to study Nigeria, but I know every time I bring up Nigeria, I was like, "Oh my God, Boko Haram!" You can't go and research that. We we don't think it's safe. We we're not sure if we can sponsor that. Interesting, but, that's the
1: thing. Like people, yeah. Oh, what, yeah. is this like schools that you're talking yeah, schools, to about this? Yeah, wow,
2: schools have kind of like mentioned that, so especially because with my research, there's a lot of field research attached to it. So it's like, are we okay to send you into like? Ah, uh, okay. And with like yeah. my proposal, I specifically put places like northern Nigeria mm. in my research proposal, and they're like, mm, are we, like, okay to send you in, into those kind of areas, mm. I and mean, whatever, but... Um, but you're
1: a daughter of this, uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, to be very honest, I haven't been to those places before, so, I mean, at the back of my mind, I'm slightly worried, but I'm also really excited. Mm. Like, I don't know if, like, I'm, like, overly deluded or something, but, like, I'm mm-hmm. really excited to see what kind of Research would come out of it. Plus, what kind of policies could be created for in these areas so that could also be like used in different developing countries? Mm. In that sense, so yeah, that's kind of um, a summary.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a like that's that's like. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking most important issues in our like in our lifetime, right? Climate change is right up there, you know. So mm. I think it's pretty cool that you're you're chasing that particular like expertise. I was talking with a couple of friends and like they go to a lot of climate change events in Mm. the city, in Toronto, and like their feedback is, we need more black people. Mm. (laughs) Those exact words. Um, Actually, I think they had, they they were listening to the chants and said, "Mm, we need more rhythm (laughs) in the chants, we need more black. Um, But like more specifically, just like black people involved in the conversation, like at least just, you know, researching, providing answers to people. Um, communicating it to people in a way mm. that like you know it's interesting because I
2: feel like I find that a lot of people in 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 the states mm-hmm. are talking more about it than or maybe I, I don't know if it's because I've been in Ottawa for so long and I find that less I feel like less people are uh, in tune or if they're I don't know if it's like an awareness that just mm. or ignorance or something, but like I find that a lot of people in the states have had, like I've had conversations with a lot of like, especially since I started this uh, this PhD route, mm. I've spoken to a lot of like environmental engineers, environment policists, and like all these diff- different departments of environmentalists in the states. Whereas in Canada, it's always like you're gonna study climate change. Mm. <laughs> like, really? Is that a is that a thing? <laughs> like, why? You know? So. I don't know what it is about being in Canada that, like, a lot of the black people that I've spoken to, again, that I've spoken to, so I might also be living in a box, yeah. you know, but that I've spoken to are, like, quite ignorant about the situation. But I feel like it's it's big for us in Africa. Like, you hear about the, like, um, recently it was Mozambique that was experiencing all these disasters that they never thought they would experience in so many years, you Mm -hmm. know? Or is it, like, in Lagos, the floods that have been occurring in Lagos and all these things are happening and they're causing internal displacement and they're also pushing people to move from where, you know, where their homes are, where they're comfortable in, and there's also a trickle-down effect to the children as well. So it's, like, I feel like it's such a big issue that people need to talk about. Like, we need people to talk about it so that we can push for solutions in that sense.
1: No, it does, but, like... I think the burning question or, like, the obvious question is Mm -hmm. how do you get people involved? Like, how do you get people interested in something that, like, they should be interested in about because, you know, it's an emergency? Mm -hmm. Um, But people, like, just kind of, like...
2: I feel like people just need to talk about it it more, like, in very casual situations. like yeah. I mean, obviously, it's such a big topic to bring up. It's like, oh, I'm hanging out with my friends over a drink and I'm like, oh, by the way, <laughs> the climate is changing. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I feel like we need to talk about it more and we like...
1: Just casually. Just, just like casually mm-hmm. because I
2: feel like ideas get created in such casual moments. Yeah. Like it's like, Like today, for example, I um, met up with a group of people that I've never met before. Mm -hmm. We connected over, I'm taking an online course, and we connected over that online course. We created a group virtually, and we were like, you know what? I'm moving away in a couple of days. Let's meet up once before I go away, and we just sat there, and I was so, like, not mind blown, but I was so excited that, Mm -hmm. like, these people from different parts of the world, there was a Nigerian, an Indian, and a Japanese In the group, and we all just sat there. We're just having conversations about like uh, the climate change and the environment. And all these people come from different walks of life. Like there's a banker there. There's like, but then everyone was interested in talking about these things because one, the Japanese lady was seeing what was happening on Mm. ground, and she was like, "Yo, I was in Nepal a couple of years ago, and I actually experienced this firsthand with my kids." So like I got like super interested and I you know I, you know when you first start experience something mm-hmm. it's no longer like someone is telling it's you no, yeah, it's it's not, like it's I know you know so I feel like just talking about it is the first step yeah just and from casual, there yeah. you know who knows some people like me can be bored, you know mm-hmm. where you're like I'm gonna go fully do a PhD on this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like something something mm-hmm. it sparks something but I feel like the the biggest step we need to take right now is to talk Just, about it. Because again, like I said, in my circle, I find mm, that not that many people talk about it.
1: We haven't normalized it yet.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So.
1: Okay, cool. Um, So, I mean, you talked about running off to do a PhD. Um, Like, when did you know that that was the thing for you that, okay, you know what? I'm going to go off and give like four or five years of my life <laughs> towards studying climate change in Africa. Like, how did you know Like, okay, this is it?
2: Well, it's very interesting. Cause like, I feel like for such a long time, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Like, I always, like, my parents would always tell me that you can do this or this, but I was never like, okay, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So, like, well, I came here at 15, and my mom was like, oh, you can be a doctor, you know, mm-hmm. you're smart enough could be a doctor. And I hated it so much that it showed in my work and but then I you know did first degree I was like okay I started working in the fashion industry and I loved it I had so much fun in it and there was this uh, a a year where I was like okay am I going to buy-in because I really like data and I found that like you know projecting trends and stuff could be interesting to me so I was in Seattle head office actually for Nordstrom and I was like hmm maybe this could be a thing that I'm into whatever and then I went to England a few months later. I came back to Canada, and I'm just like, I'm going back to school, and I'm going to study mathematics.
1: Yeah, I remember that. that was I was like, I, it was yeah. so
2: weird, because like I came back, and I had, because I had been assistant manager for almost seven months at that point. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm quitting. I, I wrote my letter on the plane back. I quit when I got back, and I was like, okay, apply to school. Just like that. Just like that. Wow. I, I don't know what it was. I had been in England for two weeks. I went to Istanbul with my sister and I had this experience with the hotel. The hotel that I, my sister and I stayed in, mm-hmm. the owner's son was, uh, he just randomly bumped into us at the uh, concierge and we just started talking. Mm-hmm. And we had this conversation about like hotels and you know the business and stuff. And I don't know what it was about that conversation, but like from then on, I had decided that once I got back to Canada, I was going to go back to school. And I was like, okay, mathematics was always what I was interested in. And I found that even when I was starting my first degree, it was something my advisor had already always told me that maybe you start on math would be your thing. Okay. Like she was like casually, Mm -hmm. but I was like, how am I going to tell my parents that that's what I'm going to study? Like. Is that a, like what do people do with that? You know, mm-hmm. like that was always what my dad asked me back in the day, and then I came and then I decided, okay, you know, I'll apply, I'll go do it, blah, blah blah Ended up starting in this. I didn't really enjoy mathematics, because so it was super theoretical for me, and I mm. wasn't really enjoying it. Ended up in economics. Ended up meeting my professor who passed away not too long ago, and ended up in African studies, and mm. it just it clicked. I don't know what it was, but everything came together. And from that point on, I realized that I wanted to educate. So how do I go about educating? It was, I started off as a TA. I worked as a TA for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I ended up co-chairing a conference. I attended a conference myself. I presented my paper at a Mm -hmm. conference. I did my own research. And it was just something about sharing what I know. Like, it got me super excited. And, like... Again, I was good at it. I, at first, I was like, "Oh, do people know what I'm saying? Do they get it? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like I started to get more comfortable over over the semesters as they went by. Mm. And I was like, I want to educate. I don't know how, but I know that I want to educate. Slowly, I started talking to more PhDs. I became friends with a couple of them. And, mm. you know, they were like, you know, when you're a PhD, you get to take your own research. Especially if you find a good supervisor, you get to mm. do your own research. Own and yeah. to can really go far. I was like, you know what, let me just test the water. <laughs> it was kind of how it started, to be honest. I was like, I'll test the waters and see how far this would take me. And that was kind of how I started applying to schools. I was like, let me put myself out there. And, uh, and one thing my professor always told me was that if I never tried, I would never know. So I was like, you know what, I've come so far. Like I've done so many things that I never thought I, I could do. I could never imagine myself going to write a paper and going to a conference and be like, guys, listen to what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, okay, you make sense. So I was like, if I could do that, then maybe I have something to say. Okay. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. And if it doesn't work, you know, I'll find something else to do. I had also gotten an offer from the government to work. So mm. I was like, if anything, I got a job you to fall back yeah, on, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I applied, and lo and behold, somehow, I'm going to pursue a PhD. Yeah,
1: okay. Here I am. That's awesome.
2: But, yeah, I I feel like it fell into place. Like, I was telling my mom a couple of weeks ago that I have never felt as alive as I feel right now in Mm. my life. Like, everyone keeps telling me, oh, my God, you're in your mid-20s. Like, don't you feel like you're getting older? And I'm like, no, I literally feel like I just got reborn. Like, something is so exciting about life for me, and I'm... I can't wait to see how far it goes. Like, I'm hoping that this fire keeps me, <laughs> mm. <laughs> it keeps me through, like, going to a PhD. But, like, I'm really, really excited about life. And, like, I feel like there's so much that I can actually do and offer. Like, if it's being a professor or if it's going to work as a policy analyst or mm. something. But I just feel like there's, like, so much that I have to give to the world. It's not, like, very clear. Like, okay, mm. this is exactly so, how it's going to uh, yeah, go. But, like... but I feel like... The pieces fall into place. And I find that that's something that I've figured out about my life, that the pieces just fall into the place yeah. at the right time. Because like I'm, I'm a I'm a person that I like to jump the gun a lot. Mm-hmm. So I feel like things just happen when it's supposed to happen for me. So I just need to let it happen.
1: Yeah. Let uh, go and let God.
2: Yeah. In so many words. <laughs> let, yes. go on, let
1: go and let God. I mean, it, it sounds like, um, I'm really happy for you. It sounds like this is what kind of you get when you find purpose. You know, and yeah. when like it really, truly clicks, mm. you know, yeah. um, you get that. Like you said, you fill with so much fire, which is cool. Um, I mean, if we're talking about educating mm-hmm. and learning and unlearning, mm-hmm. um, unlearning is something that like I'm fascinated with at this juncture in my life. So can you tell us, tell me, mm-hmm. tell the people, what are some of the toughest things you've had to unlearn? in this, your journey to, like, this happy version of you right, right I
2: think the biggest thing is that, like, I have to make mistakes. Like, I feel like I'm such a, like, I'm a big planner. Like you have to
1: make mistakes? Yeah. Like, you feel like you need to make mistakes? Like, mistake. I need to okay. make
2: mistakes because I learn from when things actually happen. Mm. I might not be the quickest to, like, you could tell me, like, okay, she don't do this, and I'm just like, what are you on about? Like, why are you telling me what and what I can't do? You know, it's that stubbornness in me. I'm just like, don't tell me what I can and cannot do. But then I feel like when, I mean, obviously, like, making mistakes, like, sometimes it could be avoidable. But Mm -hmm. I feel like there are certain mistakes that I've made in my life that have really gotten me where I am today. Like, not the small mistakes, I would say, but there are some, like, big mistakes that I've made in, like, let's go back to picking my course in school. Like, I feel like I should never have done anything biology or mm, science, science related, related yeah. but I feel, I found that at the end of the day, it gave me that social, like I, cause I ended up in integrated science and psychology mm-hmm. as my first degree, but then I found that it gave me that social science background that helped me to excel in my economics. So like, I feel like the things I just, I like, I've started to just understand that there are certain things that I have to let to happen. Although to me, they might be like, why am I here? Like, mm. what is the purpose for this? And then later on, they fall into place. Like I've, like I've got, I've gotten to the lowest point ever, but now I feel like I'm such, I'm at such a high point in my life that like anything can happen, and I will be like, okay, it's happened, but I can handle yeah. it.
1: You're choosing to see it as an opportunity yes, to learn, exactly. right? It's like, and
2: I, I feel like that's my biggest take from my life so far mm. is that like it's okay to make certain mistakes in life, and like everybody's journey isn't the same. Mm. I always find that like um, I I like to put myself against people. I'm like, oh, look at this. Where this person is right now? Okay, look at how many maybe jobs or like things that this person has done. Where am I? What am I doing? But then things happen for me when they're supposed to happen. And I feel like that's what life is about. People experience life differently, yeah. and I've experienced my life differently, and I'm so happy as to where I'm at. Um, my sister has a full-time job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't have for and my you're just, job yeah, you know? Four months vacation I'm, like, I'm an i'm an academic you know I'm and an it's academic. okay
0: Well said <laughs> so, i love so, you it you know yeah. like i
2: i feel like life is for the living mm-hmm. you know if i'm not here if i stress so much <laughs> and i'm not here mm-hmm. people are going to go on life yeah. is going to go on so people it's okay to be on. where i'm at mm-hmm. it's a process it's a journey like mm. and i find that taking a step back and just realizing that it's really helping me a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Like That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you for being with us. Oh. One more thing, since you love to educate so much, <laughs> and since we started off talking about climate change mm-hmm. and how to get people involved, would you commit to writing a piece for Yawa Magazine talking about climate change, talking about... Your take on it and what you think we should be focusing on now.
2: I feel like you're putting me on the spot. I feel like I am. I feel like you just took this opportunity to I feel like, like I am. <laughs>
1: absolutely. That's no, exactly. But I,
2: absolutely. I would okay. definitely love to because, yeah. again, like I said, people need to talk about it, so why not start with me?
0: And that's the episode, guys. Great conversation. As always, if you like what you've heard, Subscribe to us. You can find us wherever you find podcasts. You already know what's up.
1: Yeah, and you can write to us, too. Our email address is pod at gmail.com. T-W-O, takesandapod at gmail.com. All text. All text. We promise. This podcast is brought to you by Yawa. You can follow us on social media at Yawa Magazine across every platform you can think of. Our website is yawamag.com, Y-A-W-A-M-A-G.com. If you want to check out some blog posts in regards to in regards, well, it's got official. All of a um, Bruh, but if you want to check talk, out talk, some blog, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, some blog posts um, from our previous collection, uh, you can check that out at yawamag.com forward slash two takes in a pod. The music for the show is produced by Boye. You can find him on Facebook at
0: 1705 M U Z I K. This has been two takes on a pod. Thank you for listening.